listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 67 on Ed Reach, Saga and Mook with Lucas. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, September 1st. 2012. Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice! <laughs> that was good. good. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. Y mi nombre es Jerry. And I'm a Lucas. <laughs> I'm Lucas. Luigi. Hey. And I'm going to be Lucas. <laughs> hey, Mario. So, my name is Lucas. Uh, I'm an instructional technology coordinator for Pender County Schools in North Carolina. And my name is Jerry Sarah. James, and, and I'm a visual arts teacher in Chamberg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sixth grade school studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. It took us how long did it take us to do that? And it took us seven minutes <laughs> to get that intro in. Uh, yeah, your host. I think all the listeners should petition for an outtake reel. There's some yeah. good material in there. Trust. That, that was quite funny. We had a lot of fun with that. So, so we brought uh, Lucas on today to talk a little bit about Saga and Mook, and we'll explain that here in a little bit. Um, I know. Lucas, you just started your school year, mm-hmm. and how are things going? Um, I, I'm struggling to keep my head above water, but it's a good thing. Uh, we've, got, we've got a lot of game-based learning projects going on this year, and so I'm kind of coming alongside, uh, let's see, three, four, five, about, about five teachers. No, more than that. Gosh, counting all of our Minecraft folks, quite a few uh, teachers helping them launch their game-based learning projects this year and, and making sure everything's up and running, and it is so exciting to see the things that are going on. Um, I'm excited about this year. It's going to be awesome. And, yeah, that excitement, uh, you posted a few photos that I was yeah. able to see, which made me very, very jealous, and we will talk about that. So things are going smoothly and, and moving along. It looks like things are um, uh, going well for you. Yes, indeed. Okay. And Jerry? Yep. Yep. How's it going? Yep. You started into the first week. Yeah. Uh, we started last week, so end of our first week, and then uh, got a short week next week, which is good. We've got, obviously, Monday off, and then I've actually got Friday off because I'm going to get trained in what's called Jibe yeah, through hmm. NIU. So it's a virtual world type thing, so it should be cool. Very cool. Do you, Hey, why don't you share the... Uh, um, the card game. Oh yeah. So, uh, this week, one of my students had, uh, some magic cards sitting out next to him and he's kind of hiding them behind his bag. And so I walked over and I started talking to him about them and I was like, Hey, you know, I was, uh, I was at Gen Con last week and we were talking about Gen Con and we were talking about all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, we were looking at the cards and and he kind of said, Hey, one of my friends is looking to start a, uh, you know, like a board gaming or a card playing, you know, kind of a gaming after school club. We need an adult sponsor. And I was like, Hey, you, uh, you found your man. So we're going to be starting up a new, uh, board gaming, uh, after school club at, uh, Schomburg high school, which is going to be awesome. Is awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. We got a, we, we have a nice card shop. It's been there boy, since I, I was, 
I was a little kid that's been uh, right is literally within, you know, walking distance of the high school. So I'm hoping we can bring them in and uh, and set something up where we can, you know, get kids uh, gaming in the classroom or at least after school. Yeah, I think that's that's so exciting. Getting you to come, which I, I don't were you reluctant to join join us at Gen Con? I, I think after um, at first. No. Well, at first I had no <laughs> idea. First, I had no idea what to expect. Um, after I went to the uh, the GLS, I was just excited for any conferences at all because I was so excited after that one. So I really wanted to go. Um, but I was amazed on all counts you know, by the city, by the setup, by the people, by the vast number of I mean, the size of that thing is enormous. Oh, it's it's crazy. It is. It is awe inspiring. Yeah. And now because, you know, you know, Jerry and I have been on this journey and Lucas has had his own journey. But, you know, through the through the show, because this is kind of my personal learning network, community, whatever right. you want to call it. And I have grown so much in the last year or so since we've started this show. And now we're starting to see fruits of this labor to where, you know, personally, um, Jerry is now having kids come after school and it's going to make an impact on them. That's that's awesome. And I know there's many other stories out there that are like that. So yeah. it's exciting to see it. Exciting. And I was, it you know, if I just jump in here, too, you mentioned that you have a local uh, game shop that um, nearby. And just to folks out there who might not be able to do the video gaming stuff, we were talking about this earlier. Jump in um, and, and with the board games and the card games and hit up your local card shops and game shops for to bring them on board. Um, I know here in the uh, Wilmington area, our, our local card shop, Cape Fear Games, has been hugely supportive of, the, of those efforts. And um, Heath and those guys have come up and worked with our schools and have even come out and done game days and things like that. It's a great way to get students involved and you know, no filters to get around and no, <laughs> no firewalls yeah. to deal with that way. That's awesome too, because you know, I, I mean, they really want to do that when you think about it, because that's their wow. prime base, you know, sure. for, for increasing their business. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited to get them involved. That's I'm I'm excited for you, and it, it's really getting me to want to contact the game shop here in my town in Bloomington Normal. So I'm going to have to do that here very shortly. So I'm, I finished my first full week, and I'm I was thoroughly exhausted and went to bed semi-early last night thinking, oh, I'll stay up a little bit, but no, I I was just thoroughly exhausted. It was probably one of the most intense, I don't know, I wouldn't, it was stressful uh, weeks that I've had in teaching for a long time. And in in viewer or listeners know that, you know, I started one-to-one for this school year. And it's, we're just going through a lot of the headaches, the initial um, use of the computers, we have kids, some kids that are right on the ball. We had them make folders, and they're able to do that real easily. And then we have other kids that are still figuring out, you know, what's my password uh, to get in. So it's I've become a tech teacher, basically. And uh, there's been – and that, not that that's a bad thing. It's just that, you know, I have some, I have some content and some very cool things that I want to do throughout the school year. It's you know been – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you know what I've found is sometimes to get away from that – um, maybe Friday, end of the week, end of the day, it's good to just, you know, get the kids outside, oh, no. literally go for a break, get out, you know, some some sporting balls, some kind of old, you know, old school, you know what I mean? Maybe send somebody inside to grab some and, and have some kind of a ball game, 
It can be awesome. That's it can a be great a good idea. break for kids. Wow. That's a great Jerry, idea. Jerry? <laughs> yeah. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah. Why? I, I just think that, that you know, I think that, that yes, yeah, you're right. Old, yeah. It's a great idea. Well, you know, and, and, you know, geeks like us, we need that physical activity too. Sun. Need some sun. Yeah. Need some sun. Uh, vitamin D, isn't that what it is? That vitamin oh, D. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, the only problem was is that uh, you know we did something very similar to that on uh, you know yesterday. Oh. And but it was cloudy. Know. It was cloudy because we have the uh, remnants of um, Hurricane Isaac. I guess it's now a depression. I don't know what you call it now, but yeah, we've gotten a lot of rain. So we were outside. It's just that we didn't get any. But we did get rays. I mean, it does come through the clouds, right? <laughs> it it sure does. Yes, I've gotten burned in. Uh, overcast before several times i'm me and the sun though is much like a fork in a toaster mm. a spark and then burn small fires i could see that i could see that Are you like okay. one of those twilight vampires yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was actually based on my life that movie jerry jerry sparkles i'm sorry he's, he sparkles in the day daytime he's very shiny i have a glimmer i have a glimmer <laughs> Glimmer. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I, I think we should probably go on to, you know, it's, it's, I think it's nice for listeners to hear about, you know, we're, we're in the trenches. It's not like we're just kind of, uh, you know, people just talking about games and education, games and learning. We are, we are using and, uh, we are regular people too. Okay. So I, I guess we barely. should talk about the, what's that, Jerry? I said barely. You said barely. regular people too. Right. So I guess we better talk about, what we brought Lucas on the show for, uh, Saga and Mook. So Absolutely. let's explain Saga, which I think is a great, you know, acronym. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's always the challenge for me is coming up with a title for something because my working title for this project was way huger and it just didn't, it didn't roll at all. And so I spent all this time just like writing down words and synonyms and things like that. And I finally just one day it just hit me. I was like, Saga, Story and Game Academy. So, um, what we're doing with Story and Game Academy is uh, this is a new project, and, and um, again, that the Wow in School project has really opened up a lot of doors and things. So the Saga project is really, to me, it's about breaking down all the last barriers to bringing game-based learning into the classroom. So, um, <clears throat> so we're exploring game-based learning on consoles, um, Xboxes, and Playstations, um, portable devices like the PlayStation Vita. Um, iPads and iPods and, and of course, PC, uh, Mac-based gaming uh, as well. And what the goal there is, is really to um, show that you can use uh, game-based learning um, and, and commercial off-the-shelf games to, to really connect them to any sort of curriculum, uh, depending on if, you know, if you're a teacher that's creative enough uh, and depending on what you're wanting to teach, you can probably find some game-based uh, learning in, in any uh, curricular area. So that's part of the goal there. And, and then there's a professional development component of this too, which is um, really just doing an outreach to uh, educators in our area, just to show them some examples, um, and bring them in, let them play some games um, and unwind a little bit. And, um, and then also learn about the value of games in the classroom. So that's, that's kind of the premise of it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm looking at the, the pictures. Are these pictures are we able to get these linked 
Yeah, yeah, you should be able. Those are okay. um, that that should be public on the web. So you, by all means, link to that, and I'll be adding to them um, as we go along. So that's that's kind of the cool thing about this too is that projects like this sometimes can be a catalyst for other things and and uh, a way of exploring other things. And one of the things that I'm particularly interested in is really thinking about learning spaces and and the you know what a classroom looks like and and you know are we bound to the four walls and does it have to be rows or can we have something that's more fluid and flexible and I, a lot of that influence comes from um hearing some sessions at tech forum atlanta um done by david jakes who's actually near the chicago area i think so kind yes, of close to your neck of the woods and he's done some really cool presentations and done some work on learning spaces and so i kind of took some of that back with me, and when we talked about transforming this one particular room at Cape Fear Middle into uh, a home for these game-based learning projects for both the Wow in School project and now Saga, um, I, I really wanted to explore this this space um, and make make it like you know something like a model classroom. So one of my stipulations when we were looking at you know furniture options is that everything in that classroom has to be on wheels. Um, the carts have to be on wheels, the tables on wheels, the chairs on wheels. And the idea is that it's completely fluid so that depending on the kind of learning activities that you want to do, you just rearrange the classroom very quickly and even teach the students different formations. And, you know, very quickly you can switch from a Socratic seminar to a fishbowl arrangement to um, debate team arrangement, pods, teams, you know, whatever. And so we just kind of have these different um, formats um, for how we arrange the tables in the classroom. And and do all kinds of neat things with it. So um, that a fresh coat of paint and um, and a little bit of uh, you know new furniture and some color in that room has really done a lot. And then um, with the uh, the grant that I got from the Ludus project, um, we we bought some technology to put in that space as well, some televisions, some consoles, um, and some games um, that are going to be sort of the 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 guts of the Saga project. Yeah, and that's where I was wondering. I was like, okay, how did you get the funding to, <laughs> to do something like that? And that is really exciting. Like I said, we'll put these pictures. We'll link them. You, you, you guys really need to out there. You really need to go see these because it's it's quite amazing. Now it's a it's a room because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, how could I get this into a room that I use? But the one thing that I'm noticing, it seems to be a room. To where you kind of go to and use. Yeah, it was originally um, a lab, and and the computers in that space had, had begun to get some some pretty significant age on them, and so um, what I worked with uh, Mr. Madden, the principal at the school, and we um, we kind of distributed those out to teachers to classrooms who if they wanted extra uh, workstations in their classroom, and then. Um, decided, you know, okay, this will be a good space to bring students to this space, um, bring the iPad cart, bring the, the your netbooks or whatever it is you want to use. And um, and so the idea is mobility. That, that's really the key, both in the furniture and, and the design of the room, but also with the technology. It's supposed to be very mobile. Yeah. We, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely passing this on to uh, my administration and showing them because I know hopefully down the road that our school is going to be – I think every school in the district, except for we have 23 buildings, we have the middle schools have are the last ones to be touched, uh, in our school specifically because uh, won't go into details, but it's it's one of those things we just kind of need to be gutted and and redone, 
and every every other building has had some remodeling and, and had stuff done to it to make it nice and newer. And so showing this stuff, showing these, I guess, examples would be wonderful. Like, hey, we really need to look at our classroom spaces. Is this something we want to add? Is this something we want to um, put within our in our schools? And I think if I in fact, I specifically know some teachers at the high school that if they saw this, they would just be all over it. Um, and having those collaborative spaces, having the students work together, and uh, it, it's amazing. It really is. I've been really excited about the space, too. Uh, despite, even before the electronics were in, uh, kids were walking by, and they were looking at that, and they are like, oh, this room's really cool. And I mean, really, guys? I mean, it's, it's paint on the wall and tables on wheels and chairs on wheels, and mm -hmm. they they were all about it, and they kept. It was one of the work days prior to when the kids came back. There were kids there in the building, and and they kept seeing me rearrange it and taking pictures and rearranging, taking pictures. And they thought, "This is awesome! I want to be in this classroom." I'm like, "Wow!" And that's before you even know what we're going to do with it. And then you really want to be in there. Right, right. Now I see. Is this a um, looks? Is that a mobile cart of some sort where you have the laptops? Yes, in, in the back is our, um, our that's our Alienware laptop. So. Um, when we got a, a previous grant, um, again, from the Ludus Project uh, mm -hmm. for our, our WOW in School program, that was um, we bought those 15 Alienware laptops uh, for the students to use. And, and then the idea there, again, too, was to support other future game-based learning projects, which they are, and running beautifully. Um, and so uh, we're using that cart for storage. Um, we have a couple of smaller um, little I guess toughy carts or whatever they're called, a red, yellow, and a blue, and each one of those is for our, our different consoles. So you can wheel it right over to the television, plug it in, and, and start gaming. That's pretty sweet. So you know, cool. you know, you probably need a couple of things to add to this room. You probably need some type of, of poster or banner from the Ludus project. Yep. I think that would be. Would that be a? Could that be approved? <laughs> That's definitely coming out. We've got a whole list of like thank you people and people. Yeah. Um, it's either just a matter of, of having something printed up formal or getting one of our, our arts, our more artistically inclined uh, teachers to, to paint us something really nice to put in that space. Um, and in fact, we, um, we're um, ordering some decorations too because the walls are still kind of bare. So yeah. I just put in an order. Yes, I got paid. I put in an order yesterday uh, to Think Geek to, for a uh, – they have a five-poster set of this retro arcade video game posters that are done as propaganda. Oh, yes. Yes, I've seen those. They're phenomenal. And so we're going to get those, even get those framed and uh, definitely get those put on the walls and um, get some incandescent lighting because I can't stand fluorescent lights. So, it's, yeah, wait, it's just keep keep looking at those those albums in that space. Um, they're going to I'm going to keep adding to them as as this as this space evolves. Um, I also want to add some um, I, I really would love to do some mobile whiteboards. Um Stanford University has this thing where they have a learning space and they talk about um, they have plans for what they call the hacking of Z-Rack. And Z-Rack is a brand of garment rack. Um, but what they've done is taken this garment rack and mounted um, sort of like tile board or bathroom board um, in that space, um, like double sided. And then it, you've got a whiteboard on wheels that also works as like a divider and a portable whiteboard. And so putting those up for kids to do brainstorming, sketch out ideas on projects, maybe leaderboards for our game stuff and things like that. Yeah, I've seen um, – I don't know if you watched 60 Minutes, but they had uh, the president of the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And one of the science areas 
they basically had these little pod areas where the students would go that have access to a, a computer or two and they'd have these whiteboards and it was problem-based learning so they would have a problem for that day they'd brainstorm on the whiteboard and they'd use the computers somebody you know they had different um, I guess different activities for each student to do for this project it was really nice and it could be changed it could be altered it was on wheels too that's really cool yeah it's very nice so what are some of the games that you are using for this I know portal 2 which I saw the pictures of and I have the licenses for and just we're, we're in the middle of this one-to-one and it's I know it's being pushed back so you were making me quite jealous seeing I was seeing the kids use portal 2 in this room so what are some of the other games that you're using well, maybe let me let me kind of explain what what's starting to take shape as like the format of the way this class works, and then yes. I'll the games in that process makes sense. Um, so again, using 3D Game Lab um, out of Boise State because that that product is really gives us a framework for organizing um, this really game based learning uh, format. And what I told the kids when they came in on the first day that this is not a class, this is a game. Um, so you're not in a class you're in a game. And um, one of the things that um, I want them to understand is that this class is going to work like a game. So as they come in, um, we're, we're putting the students in 3D Game Lab. They ha all have a common uh, quest type or assignment type. Uh, they're all writing a game review. So as they play through Portal 2, they're going to begin to um, take some notes and, and, and some impressions and things that kind of stand out to them. And they're going to be writing a formal game review, and we'll probably, um, if I my way, we'll actually post them on Amazon as you know reviews to the product there, and and then that gives them they, they're publishing in a public forum. People can influence things. You know that's that's what game reviews are designed to do, um, and that's one quest type that they're going to do. Now as they do that, they're going to be unlocking experience or have you know gaining experience points and unlocking new kinds of activities that they can do with the games that they play. So the the next one that they'll unlock by successfully completing that, um, writing a, a game review and publishing it online, is a game level designer. And of course, again, Portal 2 has that wonderful level builder um, built into it uh, now that is so awesome. Um, so we're going to keep them still in Portal 2, let them start designing their own level. Again, they'll earn experience points. And uh, and as they go through that, they'll unlock new quest types that they can do with the games that they play. So we're looking at things like um, machinima, making movies out of the games they play, um, doing art. So you know, everything doesn't have to be digital. So they can draw, color, paint, whatever they want to do. Art that's inspired by the games that they're playing. Writing fan fiction would be a quest that they'll be able to do. Um, and what's awesome now is that the teachers that I'm working with, uh, Mr. DC and Ms. Halsey at the school, um, they're starting to come up with ideas. So uh, they one was suggested um, yesterday, maybe have them writing a screenplay or a, a script um, based off of characters in that game and even possibly acting it out and filming it. Um, you know, just all sorts of things to get them to interact with the content in the games. And so as they progress through and successfully complete certain kinds of mission, they unlock new types of activities that they can do with the games, and all of them are repeatable. So that's that's kind of the academic, uh, the, the, the actual work side of it, the product side of it. And what's interesting, too, is that I kind of had this eureka moment um, the other day that, okay, I said, okay, we're going to put the kids into teams. So we have three teams um, because I have three different colors of chairs in that room. I said, okay, they're going to be the red team, blue team, and yellow team. 
And what they will do is together, collectively, they'll will take their experience points that they earn personally within 3D Game Lab and will pull those together as part of the team. So once their team accumulates a certain number of experience points, um, I think we set the first goal at a, at a thousand experience points as a team. That team gets to unlock a new game for the class library. Mm. So yeah, so then I'm, I'm creating a list of, of different phases of the class. So phase one, they'll have certain games that they can unlock. And um, they, so they may add, for example, um, StarCraft II or WarCraft III or um, Little Big Planet. Uh, we have that for the PlayStation. Um, ob- let's see, not Oblivion. Um, that awesome game that we talked about. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of it. Sorry, Supergiant Games. Um, oh, Bastion. Bastion, yeah. Um, Bastion and um, games like that. So they can pick from a list um, as their team, and they get to play it first. And so then once they get another, uh, an additional 1,000 points, they get to unlock from a second list of games or anything that hasn't been unlocked yet from the first group. Um, and then so they're unlocking games, adding them to the class library for everyone. Um, and then as they go through the course materials, they're doing new kinds of quests and they're unlocking new kinds of things that they get to do with those games. So um, it's it's going to be fun. And those kids are so stoked about it. So I, watching I bet, it is, is just being amazing. Well, the Bastion, you know, I, I was in contact with some of their media when they first came out because that was that game is just visually and I know Jerry loves it visually stunning. Yeah. Uh, and the story is really cool. And I'm saying, how how am I going to use this as a soul studies teacher? Well, I shouldn't have looked at it as a soul studies teacher. I should have looked at it as a writing teacher, a literature teacher. I should be, um, you know, looking at it for the story that it's telling and how that can be used. And it looks like that's what you're doing. Yeah. And that's why that's part of the the, the design behind this is we're pro- primarily a language arts elective here, but but really. It's just a, a, you know, we everything is open. You know, the art side of it, the digital uh, create media creation side of it, um, all these things are options for the for the students in this in this space. So um, they can do a lot of different things with the different games that they play. So yeah, they could they might end up writing you know two or three reviews. Maybe they'll do a, a, a create a comic based off of one of the games that they play, um, and then they may go and make a machinima with their classmates um, about a different game. So um, all of these things, the, the game, the game, the class as a game unlocks as they progress throughout the, the course of the semester or the year, actually. It's a year-long class. Well, I'm really excited to see this progress and then definitely share that. You know, we're sharing it with the listeners, but also sharing it with those in my district and surrounding districts around me. And I know several of them are really interested in this type of type of learning and then seeing the progress of how it's done, I think, will be um, hopefully helpful to others and right. wanting to take this route. And this stuff is all – all the stuff that you are creating, it's open source, right? I mean you are you are letting others use it, correct? That's – you know, if anybody is, is brave enough and willing enough and has enough open doors to be able to do this kind of thing, then, I, you know, I, my thing is come on, join us. Let's, let's learn together because, you know, that's part of my – part of my, you know, idea behind making all this stuff open and out to the public is I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> and it's like I – I'm telling the teachers that I'm working with at Cape Fear that um, I'm telling you know look I'm 
this is a work in progress. Please bring your input to bear on it. Um, it's, it's, we're, we're building the airplane while it's in the air. Um, so this week, you know, week one week down, we got the, uh, the left wing kind of nailed down. It, it looks like it's holding up. Um, the right wing's flopping around a little bit that we need a little extra fuel in there, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's a work in progress. Um, you know, and, and periodically I'll have a, a an idea and I'll say, okay, we need to incorporate this into the class or, um, you know, one of the teachers will come up, hey, why don't we add this as a quest type? Well, that's the beauty of this kind of, of format is that you can just add things on the fly. Like, this is a great idea. Let's add it. One of the kids even asked me, so th if this is a game, can we hack it? You know, and I thought for a minute, my initial response was no. And then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, actually, you can hack this. You can <laughs> this class. You come up with an idea of something that you can do with one of the games that we play where you'll produce something that we can share with the world and we'll incorporate it. We'll make it one of the available quests. So you, yes, you can mod this game. Um, and, and being, so we're open to student input too. Like you got an idea, bring it on. Let's, and I'll give you, you know, you'll get credit for it and everything. We'll put you list you as the designer of this quest. That I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for you. And then hopefully the potential for many out there that are wanting to do the same thing. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I can't tell it all. Can't tell it all. Okay, so you brought to the uh, the table today for our outline Guild Wars 2. Now, I have not touched it. I, I It looks exciting, but tell us why you are excited about Guild Wars 2. Well, one, uh, it's it's a you know, brand new MMO. Um, it is um, – they – Arena – or uh, yeah, the guys at ArenaNet have done some really cool things. Um, with on with online gaming stuff with the MMO space uh, with this game, I think they brought some of the best of all of these different MMOs that have kind of you know World of Warcraft and even back Dark Age of Camelot and older games and mm -hmm. newer things and really brought some of the best aspects of those and a lot of, of new spins on things um, to a game. Um, it, it, it there's a big emphasis on storyline. I think they've done a really good from what I've seen so far they've done a really good job with story and personal story and then really getting you into the, the story of your character um, early on in the character creation process you actually make some decisions at that point um, about your backstory that affect the gameplay for you in the future as you move forward um, that's a really neat aspect of it um, so what level are we talking about for for kids because I know with some games you know, some of the decisions you're making are not appropriate for my sixth graders. Right. So this is a teen-rated game, um, and and just like World of Warcraft and um, other you know fantasy-based MMOs, there are certain kinds of things that come with that territory. You know, that, yes, there's violence and um, references to alcohol and things like that. And um, you know, that's that's something that we we never shy away from. You know, we don't we don't hide it. We don't skirt around it. We actually just deal with it as it is. This is this is a part of the story, and you know, if it becomes an issue, we can we can talk about this and what what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and that sort of thing. And so those elements are there um, because it is an immersive storyline um, and and a, and a unique world that has its own ongoing story and struggles and conflicts, just like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> you know, Shakespeare's stories have those kinds of elements as well. No, not at all. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, it is a teen-ready game. Um, I think probably you know seventh grade and up um, would be obviously the um, where I would I wouldn't start with anything younger than that. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's great so far. Um, I'm up to it launched last week. I'm up to I think level 25 out of 80 or so. Um, and I'm taking my time with this. I'm not in any hurry to burn through it and get to max level. Um, the game's got some mechanics in it that really make that a, not a necessity. You can take your time and um, and experience in game early on, um, and and it scales you up to accommodate for that. So um, I'm just enjoying. It taking my time running through it. Um, there's some real emphasis on community and guilds, obviously, in Guild Wars 2. Um, and I like that because I think that personal social aspect is a huge part of what makes um, massively multiplayer online games so important and, and so good. So one of the things that um, that I'm considering now is actually looking ahead and, and you know, always considering the, the potential loss of funding and, and things like that for projects like World of Warcraft and saying, could um, a game like Guild Wars 2 um, be a viable alternative to World of Warcraft? And I think that it can. Um, from what I've seen so far, I'm becoming increasingly convinced that that might be the way to go because Guild Wars 2 does not have a monthly subscription fee. It, right. $60 for the game, and you own the game. And, of course, they're making their money through microtransactions um, and that kind of thing. So I think it's going to be a viable alternative. Um, there's an educator in, um, I think she's in California, LaVonda Vickery, who um, just received a, a grant to start moving forward using WoW in School as a, as a model. She's moving forward with Guild Wars 2 as um as the game that the, she's going to be using in that place. And so I'm act and I'm I'm following her stuff coordinating, looking at taking our student guild in a while and making it actually a uh, multi-game guild so that our students are part of even a bigger world. Uh, so that's that's a cool see it goes. Well, we're starting to see more of the freemium, you know, games. I know Star Wars, um, you know, the, the Old Republic, that went freemium. Yep. And I, I haven't seen anybody yet. It's not that it, I don't think it's happening, but that if that's going to be used within the schools, because I think we talked about it before, that the decision making in that game is really interesting because you are your choices do impact what happens later in the game. And they are very weighty. Some of them are very weighty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and especially who is especially if you group up with different people. And I, I know I've mentioned this before, but my good friend Justin was playing a bad guy, and I'm playing a good guy, and we're just bouncing off, you know. And it's it's kind of like a roll system where you know it's rolling the dice, who actually gets to respond to the person that's talking to us, and it's some of the responses are just so funny, and and just quirky, but they have to fit with the character that you're playing. So it's uh, that's kind of nice. Another game that is I think it's September twentieth. And it's uh, Diablo-esque, because I think some of the original creators of Diablo put this together. It's Torchlight 2. And that's $20. It's not free, but it's not as expensive as going out and buying you know, um, some of the other games that are out there. And I'm interested in that also, seeing how that's going to play out. It's got a, a big community uh, a following, especially from the first one. But now they've added in you know, the multiplayer and the co-op. And I think that'll be a lot of fun to see how that plays out. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I, I'm keeping, a, keeping an eye on that one as well. Um, so one thing that I've seen you and Peggy Sheehy uh, use, and I'm seeing it more and more, is this term MOOC, M-O-O-C. And you tell me that you don't know a lot about it, but it seems that you know more about it than I do. And it's it's an area that I, 
I see on Twitter and other spaces, it's just growing. It seems to be growing very rapidly. So what can you tell us from your vantage point what uh, MOOC is and games MOOC in general? Yeah, so for, from, from my limited, um, and, uh, and it is very limited understanding because it's sort of an emerging topic that's in the periphery, periphery of my knowledge, but I, I keep seeing it, and you know, it's, it's kind of like other things. It keeps creeping in because it's, it's gaining momentum, and I have, I'm going to have to really start paying attention to it before long. But the idea is, is that basically what you're doing with a MOOC is I think it stands for Massively Open Online Course. Right. Um, so, the, so the idea is that um, you, you basically create a, a course-type system, a curriculum that's open. Anybody can jump into it at any point um, and, and participate at the level that they're comfortable participating in. Um, it really, I think it embodies the, the best qualities of, of the Internet you know, that we know of and the collaborative nature of the Internet. Um, specifically, Games MOOC is started by uh, some of the awesome folks that – part of the kind of dissonance guild who have a particular interest in um, kind of advancing this idea of games and, and game-based learning and gamification um, within the in education uh, K through higher ed. And so with the uh, games MOOC, um, you can jump in. Um, they, they're kind of doing ongoing topics. So there's, there's asynchronous and synchronous components to all of this. So you can participate at whatever level you want to. Um, I've had the um, privilege, they've asked me to come and, and talk to them about some of the things that we're doing with our game-based projects. Um, and um, I've participated in, they, they do a, a weekly um, Twitter chat that you can follow just by following the hashtag um, GamesMook. Um, and um, it's, the, it's just kind of an open, free community, and, and it's just educators exploring together. Uh, sharing resources, sharing ideas—it's—it's um, it's a really neat, neat concept. And I'm looking through the link that we're going to share uh, for Games MOOC, and it seems like there's—you know—it's growing, and it seems like there's a lot of information here that can be shared. So, do do you see this as more of an advanced area, or can somebody come in that's really uh, a new newbie to this? Yeah, I, I feel like <clears throat> doing is is certainly. Um, accessible to, to folks who are newcomers to the idea of game-based learning. I, I think uh, what they're doing with um, is, is really hitting some of the main ideas and talking about them. Uh, what is gamification? What does that mean? Here's some resources. Go explore those. Let's go back and talk about it. Um, what is um, the idea of using um, a uh, commercially off the, commercial off-the-shelf games? Uh, what are those... Um, you know, how can you use them in the classroom? And and, um, and they're just generating discussion um, and, and really a place to build your um, professional learning network. Yeah, it's, it's making me think about what I use within my school and how it, could that actually be used, you know, because we have a sixth grade social studies teacher, you know, ancient civilization group, and just wondering if this is something that could be used and not only shared with you know, within my, my school, my district, but even further out. Mm -hmm. So it makes me think. Oh. Things that make me go, hmm. And it's just it's, it's the power of the internet, power of, the internet, power of, of networking. Um, I, I constantly push um, teachers in my district to start exploring things like Twitter, and, you know, and, and convince them that it's more than, than, you know, what Justin Bieber ate for breakfast. But, <laughs> you know, there's real value out there. There's educators out there who are learning together. Um, and sharing resources 
and and it really is it's, it's my it's my number one resource for new ideas things that I bring to my teachers um, and it's just out there and, and the challenge with Twitter and any of those kinds of things is um, finding those niches that really appeal to you and, and settling into them um, and filtering out you know it's just a flood it's like drinking from a fire hose. And, and so learning to filter those kinds of things out and using tools um, like TweetDeck or other tools to kind of filter it out. And that's kind of how I came, you know, through that and through playing with uh, or, you know, being in association with the cognitive dissonance folks is how I found out about the game MOOC stuff. Um, and then that there's other communities out there. Jennifer Lagarde uh, and Matthew Winter have a great group called the Level Up Book Club that um, is just this online community that's looking at game-based learning um, through um, reading books together, um, like uh, James G. or um, Mark Prinsky or, uh, you know, um, you know, and other, and other authors that are really dealing with the game-based learning stuff. So, yeah, it's a good, good thing to, to tap into um, and, and place, you know, a, a resource like Games MOOC or uh, the Level Up Book Club or um, things like that. It's a good place to plug in uh, if you're new to those kinds of things and start getting your feet wet. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. I got two more things on here. Um, and if you could do the, the National Weather Service one real quick, and then I will share the last one. Um, but badges, you know, so I guess we need badges, unlike, you know, some people that might say we don't need no stinking badges. Yeah, so um, the, the, um, Chris and Lisa at 3D Game Lab have put together, um, uh, worked with NOAA and, and got uh, funding through the MacArthur, a MacArthur grant to do a uh, program called Planet Stewards. And Planet Stewards is um, using the Mozilla Open Badge system. And they are offering um, to science teachers, mostly to, I think specifically it's starting out anyway, to high school science teachers, um, who might want to integrate a, a sort of a game-based approach to looking at the different careers and things like that that people working at NOAA might do. So um, coral reef biologists, coastal managers, freshwater biologists, uh, or you know, freshwater like hydrologists, um, hurricane trackers and storm chasers and all those kinds of things that are associated with the domain that NOAA, uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, deals with. Well, they're, we're, they've got together a team of um, content experts from NOAA and a group of instructional designers. I have the opportunity of working amongst these awesome people. Um, and, and we're developing um, a game-based curriculum where students can earn official Mozilla badges for each of these career areas. Um, and so right now, they have the um, call for teachers. Um, they're looking for a, a certain number of high school teachers who will kind of pilot, help to guide and pilot the, the program in its first uh, stages. So if you're interested in that, please, please take a look at the, the link in the show notes, planetstewards.wordpress.com. Um, and they, the deadline for that is September 15th. So um, if you're interested, jump on that early. If you're a high school science teacher and interested in uh, kind of exploring uh, the awesome content that NOAA has out there and giving your students opportunity to earn official Mozilla badges for those kinds of things. This is a great way to do it. I think it's a great idea. Now, I'm, now here's a question. Do you have to use Mozilla Firefox? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Because I, um, <clears throat> no offense Mozilla, but I'm in Chrome right now and still loving it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was just kind of checking. <laughs> Um, one last thing here, and we've kind of been balancing it around. We've shared it with uh, those through EdReach. And one of the most popular shows that has popped up on EdReach 
is the Ed Admin Minute. And because it's a one minute show and people like quick bouts of information, you know, come and get it. And, and it works out great because we're all living a fast food lifestyle, which is bad, but whatever. So, you know, this is <laughs> that's a bad thing, but you know, the idea is that, you know, you have a minute and get something quick. Um, we have been bouncing around some names for a short show. I don't, I don't think, you know, Ed Gamer Minute. Okay, we could use that, but you know, is there something out there within the gaming world that we could use um, that wouldn't cause any problems with any other games because we don't want any copyright or anything like any types of infringement to come up with a name to say that this is a short show or this is a quick show or anything like that. So we had come up with a few, um, you know, Ed Gamer Quest. Um, I started, <laughs> I was thinking Halfling. Um, so, but I don't know if that's a, uh, a word that, I think that's a general word that I, we could use, you know, Ed Gamer Halfling or, or Dwarf, but I don't, I, that might offend people. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you, have you guys, Jerry, did you come up, did you share Oh, was, did we, you have some we, of these? We had some other one that was a good one too that we were talking about, and I don't remember now. Lucas, helpful. Oh, um, trying to think of, of on spot. quick, um, quick, easy games like casual games, <laughs> uh, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. Oh, haste. We, you know, we thought about you know mm-hmm. because haste is you know speeding up. Uh, you know, Ed Gamer. Hasted, but that sounded more like something else. Um, <laughs> so you know, the hasty Ed Gamer. I don't, you know. So we, we uh, like that. Is this thing coming out? Or how often is this show coming out? Yeah, it's. Well, I don't know. These are things that we're just kind of mm-hmm. thinking about and coming up with. And I just want to throw it out. Maybe I don't know if a um, uh, a contest. Maybe just recognition that if we do use this, that, you know, a little pat on the back saying, hey, this came from such and such, this idea, this name came from that. But we'd love to to get some audience, I guess, uh, interest in this and, and sending that, um, you know, sending your suggestions to us. Maybe we're missing a word that would fit very nicely with Ed Gamer and then do a short show. So, you know, it's just an idea. Um, but I think it's something that could catch on, and we could give some quick bits of information out there for for our for our our audience. Speak, Gilbert, speak. So, because right now we're at probably around 45 minutes, and and we are definitely nothing but short. We are <laughs> we are giants. We are hill giants. That's what we are. Yeah, you got it. So you know, like a digest version. That would be awesome. So I don't know. It's just an idea. So we thought we'd share out there, and then get some uh, audience participation because I'm sure your brains out there are much smarter than ours. Well, <laughs> for Jerry and I, I won't speak. Lucas is pretty smart. So anything else to share for the good of the cause? Play some games. Play some games. Jerry? Nope. I'm good. Okay. That was so much. That was a lot. That was a lot. We're digesting. Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and follow, also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week. And a nice Labor Day. Even though it might be raining where you live. But I have a college football day. And Guild Wars 2. <laughs>